Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Welcome to another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who's making waffles. Welcome, Jacob. Waffles, laddie. Waffles? Really? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Let me introduce our co-host. Uh, a man who is a one-of-a-kind knight. Welcome, Drew. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I have been feeling a little gassy, though. Yeah, th- those are never fun days, are they? Nah. <laughs> And better out than in, I always say. Okay, yes. you're not going to react to that oh, one. We'll yes. move on. <laughs> yes, sorry. I, so, something distracted me for a moment. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing, Jacob? I am doing very well. Very well. It's been a very interesting day. Uh, well, first, um, uh, for those who are watching, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, so happy St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want a bit of humor concerning St. Patrick's Day, uh, go check out the uh, YouTube channel, uh Lutheran satire and looking for their uh, St. Patrick. Uh, describe- St. Patrick's bad analogies. Bad analogies. Very good. Very funny. It gives you a little more history about what St. Patrick's Day is all about. Hmm. And ironically, it includes reference to Voltron. Yes, of all things. Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, I've had I had a little bit of a hiccup on Sunday. Uh, I had a full blown asthma attack from <laughs> laughing to. I forgot, to- a- I laughing forgot to- about that. <laughs> So what happened was that we're we're eating lunch at church. Potluck. Potluck, of all things. Potluck. And uh, someone mentioned something. I won't go into it, but it's it's a very running gag now. And so I chuckle at it, and I have the sense of laughing hysterically, veins popping out of my head. You may have seen it in some mm-hmm. of our live streams. Um, so I was, ball- was rolled over laughing my head off, and uh, just people kept on and on, because it's funny watching people laugh their heads off. Right. Well, I get up and I'm short of breath. And it's okay. It'll it'll calm down. Well, sure enough, it didn't. So I'm sitting there wheezing my head off. I can't breathe properly. And praise the Lord for uh, Ashley Cryer who stepped in stepped in the time and uh, allowed me to use her rescue inhaler and uh, allow to use a uh, a Young Living oil called uh, Breathe Again, which works incredibly well. And so I spent the next three and a half hours on a couch sipping on Mountain Dew and watching YouTube. Could have been a lot worse. Oh, it could have been a lot worse. I, c- I could have been sent to the hospital. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so I I had that. Be like, that was Sunday. This Now this is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I just want to uh, give a huge shout out to a, a former classmate of mine, um, uh, Victoria Gray. Uh, I was getting off work. I was getting off, getting off work today. And... Uh, off at four o'clock and like six o'clock as usual. So I get or off six thirty for that matter. Yeah, one of those. So I get off and I'm walking to the parking lot and Victoria and her daughter uh, Kaylee, uh, who's in high school, which kind of makes you feel really old the, that moment. Uh, so we like you know greet them and say how you're doing and just 
Yeah, just a wonderful conversation because we I've known Victoria for years since we were in a primary school. Um, so it was a wonderful conversation. And so I went and grabbed the eat, sent her a message on Messenger, and it's be like, hey, it was wonderful talking, uh, seeing you two. And uh, the the follow the the, the yeah, if I can talk. <laughs> so this this was really sweet. I, I thought this was really, really sweet. Uh, so I told her uh, on Messenger, it was wonderful to see you two this evening. And uh, Victoria replied, same. Kylie just said, he always he's always so happy. I said, yes, he is. So I replied, well, for most, most people that, well, we all have bad days. And somebody like, I, I deal with... Uh, I don't want to say I, I struggle with, I deal with uh, mild depression. So like we all get upset. We let things bother us. And mm-hmm. um, so that reminded me something of uh, which I'll mention in the, mention in the chat. And I reply back. Thank you. I wish I could, I wish I could say in air quotes always regarding being happy, but I was, uh, we always, but we all have our bad days, but I'm remember, I'm reminded reminded of something in the book of Psalms for his anger is, but for a moment and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may teary, teary for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalms 35. It's, it's something I have to remind myself every day. And that was just the purest of be like that. That was a blessing in that one little moment where it's more God kind of spoke to me. It's like, okay, there there's be like just that friendly reminder that, um, the, the things we go through and the maybe it's just you have a bad day or like real bad stuff hits a fan that at the end of the day, it could be the next day. It could be a month from it, but God is going to be there for you. He's never forsake you. If you are in Christ Jesus, uh, that be like, even though things may be bad and be like, he's, he's right there. He's got your back. And it's having to remind myself that daily. And that's, it's, it's something hopeful in life in a, in a world that's so just full of misery and dark and just bad news. It, it's always the wonderful to, um, to know that you have a savior that is going to, uh, have your back no matter what. So yeah, that's my, that's been my day, my morning, my, my week <laughs> so far. I know that was long, but okay. All right. How's your week been? Nothing that makes me quote scripture. <laughs> hey, no, I'm, I'm just messing with you, dude. I know. Uh, no, it's just been, uh, I'm still doing the long weeks at work, so it's been work, 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 come home, rest, edit, work, 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 work. <laughs> Seems to be a lot of what I've been doing recently. Yeah. So, And then, of course, watching stuff from time to time. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So, Jacob, what have you been watching? <sighs> what have I been watching? Well, a lot of YouTube, when I was sitting, I was... Uh, a channel I love watching is called Retro Blasters on YouTube. Uh, if you like vintage toys and just how they work and uh, some very interesting commentary on uh, Hasbro and those kind of companies, uh, it's really insightful. It's really good uh, just talking about toys. And there again, I'm a, uh, I, I like to, you know, hint, I buy toys. <laughs> um, so I watched that. Um, obviously, I watched their film. And what was that show that we watched that? Chases. Oh, uh, Rune Knight. Rune Knight, yeah. Rune Soldier. Rune Soldier, yes. Yeah, Rune, Rune Soldier. Knight something else. Yeah, Rune Soldier is from like the early 2000s, the anime, and it is hysterical. Hysterical. It's worth it's a got watch. Great timing. Oh, yeah, great timing. Um, 
other than that, I think I've tried to watch a little more Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a little rearranging in my apartment. You know, sometimes you need to do that. And yeah. next, and the next time that happens, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. I, yeah, you better. <laughs> I, I understand wanting to rearrange. Yeah, you shouldn't hurt your try to hurt yourself <laughs> or get you in a position where you will hurt yourself. Yeah, I'm, not if you have somebody next door. Who can come over and give a hand? (laughs) At least text me. Okay. Next time I will. All right. So, um, yeah, that is all I've been watching. How about you? Well, along with Rune Soldier uh, the other night, Mm -hmm. and of course, Lutheran Satire earlier. Oh, my gosh. um, I've been watching a couple YouTube channels, uh, Vintage Gaming, Modern Vintage Gaming, that's the name of it, and uh, a couple other things here and there. Yeah. Still working my way through Phineas and Ferb. I just got to the season three episode, uh, the Phineas and Ferb uh, Christmas special. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting one, even if it was rather cheaply made. But anyway. Okay. Uh, and I watched uh, Marvel Assembled, the making of WandaVision. Yeah, I, I, I started watching that. That was actually pretty interesting. Okay. I do suggest that if you have fit, definitely do not watch it unless no. you finished WandaVision. Mm-hmm. No. They do spoil the ending. They do assume you've watched the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you go back and watch all of WandaVision before you w- jump into that. Yeah. See spoilers. how they made it. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, there was something else I watched, but now I, right now I can't think of what it is. You know how that goes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. What do we got in the news? All right. So news-wise, let's fire up the... Newsatron? Newsatron. That's a good word. Newsatron. All right. So, actually, there's a bit of news, actually. All right. Hey, for some reason, my my iPad likes to go back to the beginning, or back where it was. All right. So, in news... um, Context controls. mm. All right. So, uh, Disney's latest outing, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon... Raya. Raya, thank you. Anna, Anna, moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Raya in The Last Dragon uh, has made a significant impact on critics and fans and around the world in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Raya's quest uh, will continue on all major d- digital platforms starting April 2nd and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on May 18th. Uh, it also will include the Disney short Us Again, which is a very good short. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Oscars are right around the corner for 2021. And here are the nominees for animation. Best uh, animated feature. Best animated feature and best short. Mm-hmm. Onward, which we reviewed. We've, we, we reacted to. We reacted to it. We've reacted mm-hmm. to three of these five. Yeah. Yes, we have. All right. So we had Onward. Uh, I enjoyed. Yes, Over the Moon, which was good, very good. Uh, Personally, it's the one I kind of want to win. Yeah, uh, a Shaun of the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Did, haven't watched it. Nope. Uh, Soul, Wolfwalkers, which I haven't watched. Yeah. Uh, for best shorts, Genius uh, Luca, uh, which apparently is French or one of those. Uh, Italian, probably. Italian. Thank you. Since Thank you. the movie Luca is Italian. Yeah, Luca. Or is, is in a, based in Italy. Or, or Luca or whatever, however it's pronounced. I'm sorry. Uh, if, any, if anything happens, I love you. Another short. 
and opera. So also coming up, uh, nominees for the 75th ACE Eddie Awards. Um, let's see. Best editing uh, movies will be uh, The Croons and New Age, Onward Soul, and Wolfwalker. Uh, best edit- editing, best edited animation, non-theatrical, uh, Big Mouth, Bob's Burgers, uh, Bojack. Horseman. Horseman, yes. Um, Teaser and Rick and, Rick and Morty. Mm. All right, so uh, going into a little more news, which is more, this movie just has, is getting a, as uh, getting pushed back more and more and more. Uh, Minions Arise of Groot, not Groot, you know, confused yeah. with the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's character. Groot. Yeah, Groot has been delayed again. Uh, they uni- must be having some trouble over there. Yes. Uh, Universal, as in Universal Pictures, is pushing back the theatrical release of Illumination Entertainment's um, animated villain origin story, a full, a full year, penciling it. Uh, penciling in his debut on July 1st, 2021, according to THR. Originally due out in summer 2020, the production of The Rise Group was shuttered in Paris in the Paris studio as COVID-19 sprinkled the world into lockdown. It continues the theater closure. And uh, they are hoping, uh, hoping and gambling that the release, that they were able to release it in 2020, 2022. Mm. So, yeah. So if you are really itching for the, that other Minions film, wait for next year. Yeah. So that is all we have in the news. Alrighty. So now it's time for our spoiler-free section. Yes. Of our view of the movie Shrek. I saw this one actually in theaters back in 2001, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And I remember kind of, sort of liking it. It was one of those where I went in, I watched the movie, there were things I thought were funny, but nothing really stuck. Yeah. And that was actually my only viewing of this movie prior to this viewing. Wow. (laughs) Um, So I guess I must not have liked it enough to uh watch it again for whatever reason apparently it doesn't like onions but the thing is i've seen two three and four i like two the most yeah of course it's got puss boots in it yes and i like to put the movie puss in boots too yeah i still need to watch that one but uh yeah i mean this first movie i don't know i guess it just didn't strike a chord with me Mm -hmm. in the beginning I have some ideas after this viewing as to why it didn't, but uh, nothing I could, would have been able to put my finger on, you know, 20 years ago. Right. When the movie came out. So, yeah. It, I enjoyed this viewing of it. I have some issues. It's not... It's still not... I still don't understand pe- the people's love of this movie. Mm-hmm. Franchise, sure, I'll give that one to you. But this movie in particular... I don't understand a lot of the fascination. Um, it's not that it's bad. It's just not for me. It's not your cup of tea. It's not. It's not my uh, peel of onion. Okay. And yeah, I, I think that's gonna. That's pretty much my thoughts. It's not bad. It's a little crass. A little so bit. bear that in mind. There are. There is uh, some potty humor. Just a bit. A bit. <laughs> I'm being facetious here. Very much facetious. <laughs> There's a lot of potty humor in this movie. And I think that might be part of the reason. Uh, 
uh, if we're being honest, because mm. while I do enjoy some potty humor from time to time, right? My mom thought it was stupid. <laughs> and let's face it, we're nothing if not somewhat the amalgamation of our parents' likes and dislikes sometimes. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. So yeah, that is my spoiler-free thoughts on Shrek. All right. Yours? Mine, uh, I would also be in the same boat when it came to watching in the theaters in 2001. This would have been the summer of my senior year in high school. And, oh, that, I'll be like, I enjoyed the movie watching it in theaters. I remember I bought it. I think I'm, this one in 2001, it would have been on VHS. So I had it on VHS for a mm-hmm. couple of years. And then uh, my brothers uh, gave me this box set, which is the first three films. Um, uh, obviously before the, the fourth one came out, um, uh, which is why did they make a third one? <laughs> you had to have the third one to make a fourth. Th- that's true. They could have just skipped that story and made it for- made the third, third one, the fourth one. Well, if they actually wrote stories in that way, maybe. Yeah. Either way. But the, anywho. Yeah. Nuance. Nuance. Uh, I've enjoyed this movie tremendously throughout the years. Uh, I think watching it from a critical review has... Uh, I don't think it's really dampened my entertainment or my joy of this film, but it is giving me, it's like, okay, you, you, you can see the limitations uh, animation wise they were dealing with, but man, they made everything work in this film when, when it came to like elements and character design and all that great stuff. Um, uh, they, they, they kind of leave, they leave a few things kind of open to maybe a sequel, but they never really truly explain one or two things and which kind of bothered me. Um, other than that, other than that, um, uh, I, I've enjoyed this movie tremendously and yeah, I can't wait to get into our spoiler, my spoiler section of this movie. Alrighty. Well, in that case, since that does bring us to the end of the spoiler free section, join us on the other side of the bumpers and we will start spoiling the movie Shrek. Don't care. <laughs> Ray. We're wrong. Okay. This progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. Christian Reek Central Rock Wrong. Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me, give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as the Christian Geek Central Podcast, the flagship of the Christian Geek Central Network, the CGC Podcast, previously known as the Spirit Played Underground Podcast, is a weekly 30 to 60 minute biblical examination and celebration of geek entertainment and passions. It features reviews, interviews, and conversations about movies, tabletop games, video games, books, comics, TV shows, and a widening variety of other entertainment. Also included is a chapter-by-chapter examination of the Bible and its specific application for geeks. Hosted by Peter Franson of Spirit Blade Productions, the show also features listener-submitted content and segments created by other members of the CGC Network. Also, we are a part of Pop Americana, where you can enjoy other shows like Franchise Fatigue. Do you like movies? Of course you do. I bet you even like big movie franchises like Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Indiana Jones. And obviously, since you listen to us, you must like listening to movie reviews. But when... 
But what if I were to tell you there is a podcast that reviews film series one movie at a time? You'd like that? Well, then go check out the Franchise Fatigue podcast over on your favorite podcast catcher and listen to James and Gabe give an in-depth analysis and review on every movie in your favorite franchise. Yeah, you can go watch it on Hulu. Uh, it's relatively available. So uh, I would highly recommend if you haven't watched it, uh, pause this and go watch the movie and then come back and then give us comments. Uh, later, we'll come back and listen to the <laughs> podcast. Or come back later and watch it again. Come back and rewatch it and like us and subscribe to us. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll be yeah. So if you if you have shut up, okay. Either way, yeah. Potty mouth. <laughs> Either way, so uh, we're about to get back into our review of Shrek. So if if you have any comments about this movie, uh, comment down below and we might read them on the air or during the stream. All right. You ready to jump into this? Yeah, let's 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 uh, let's jump into the swamp. <laughs> you tried so hard. I did. <laughs> All right. Starting in. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Shrek. Listener discretion is advised. Shrek was directed by Andrew Adamson, who, believe it or not, also directed. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. and Narnia, Prince Caspian. See. Which I did not know that until I started looking up mm-hmm. this movie. I saw that and thought, there's no way this is the same guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, it was directed by Vicky Jensen, who directed Shark Tale. That okay. golden movie, Nugget. Shark Tale. That golden fin. We'll get there when we get there. Yes, we will. Uh, the movie was written by Ted Elliott, Terry Rossio, Joe Stillman, Roger S.H. Shulman, Cody Cameron, Chris Miller, and Conrad Vernon. And it was based on the book by William Stieg. Getting into the cast, Shrek was played by Mike Myers, who uh, previ- previously, I guess previously, I'm not sure on the timetable because I never paid it, watched the Austin Powers movies. Groovy. But he was, of course, Austin Powers and Austin Powers. Donkey was played by Eddie Murphy, who we all know was played by played Mushu in Mulan. Let me! <laughs> Curious what you're going to say on this next one. <laughs> Princess Fiona was played by Cameron Diaz, and she played Natalie in Charlie's Angels. I got nothing on that one. <laughs> Lord Farquaad was played by John Lithgow, and he played George Henderson in Harry and the Hendersons. All I can think of was uh, Third Rock from the Sun. That too. I didn't like the show as a kid. I guarantee I probably like it more as an adult, but man, you want. Yeah. Monsieur Hood was played by Vincent Cassell, and in the movie Black Swan, he played Thomas Leroy. Hmm. I've not seen the movie, so I don't know how big a character that is. Mm. One of the Ogre Hunters was played by Peter Dennis, mm-hmm. who played Pete in The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Hollywood Follies. I hate those big snakes, Chuck. I hate them. <laughs> the other ogre hunter was played by Clive Pierce. He actually had no other acting credits. Really? But do you know what credit he does have? What would that be? He is the host of the HGTV show Designed to Sell. Oh. Such a weird connection, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, my mom liked that show, and I remember watching it. It's like, oh, okay. The Captain of the Guards was played by Jim Cummings, mm-hmm. which we all know he played Darkwing Duck. The Let's Get Dangerous. Indeed. Baby Bear 
was paid by played by Bobby Block. And in the television show Malcolm in the Middle, he played naked nine-year-old. Censorship? <laughs> it's Shrek. We can be a little crass with Shrek. That is true. I thought you said Malcolm in the Middle. It he is played. Malcolm in the Middle. I have, I have not seen this episode. Neither. It's just I saw the words naked nine-year-old, and I thought, that needs to be mentioned. Yeah, wow, okay. Geppetto and the Magic Mirror were both played by the writer, one of the writers, Chris mm-hmm. Miller. Mm-hmm. And he played Kowalski in Madagascar. True. Pinocchio and the Three Pigs were played by another writer, Cody Cameron, and he played the character of Mr. Weenie in Open Season. Hmm. I believe that's the Daushend in okay. Dachshund. Sorry. Okay. I have not watched the movies. I just remember seeing Anyway. I gotcha. The Old Woman was played by Kathleen Freeman, and she played Sister Mary Stigmata in Blues Brothers. I still haven't seen the movie. Well, she's the uh, the nun that kind of sets them on, on their journey from God, their mission from God. Oh, okay. The Gingerbread Man was played by Conrad Vernon, and he was he played Tate McGucket in Gravity Falls. Oh! Now, that's... that's uh, yes, I know McGucket no, is. That's the McGucket you're thinking of? Okay. Is this, guy's, is this character's father? Oh, Okay. He's only he only has one speaking line in the. Oh, show. okay. Well, never mind. Or one speak, Yeah, it, it, the episode that uh, introduced Old Man McGucket. Yeah. The he's one of the fishing park range the fishing range. Oh, guys. okay. But apparently, his, the character's name was Tate McGucket. Interesting. Okay. Fascinating. And the dragon. I'm just gonna make let you guess who played the dragon. Oh, I bet you can guess. Well, Jim Cummings is in this movie, so probably... Right. I've already mentioned him, yeah. so it's not him. Probably... Who could play a female dragon, convincingly? Frank Megatron Wilker? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, characters played by Eddie Murphy and Frank Wilker okay. have had babies. <laughs> <laughs> not in this movie, but yes. Oh uh, my gosh. And in I can't get that out of my head now. In Thanks. the television show... Hong Kong Fui, in an episode called The Claw, he played The Claw. Okay. And just going through our Kingdom Hearts connections right quick. Uh, Frank Welker, once again, Mm -hmm. uh, was Dragon here. And Experiment 221 Sparky in Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Jim Cummings, who was the captain of the guard here, is Pete in Kingdom Hearts. Robert Clotworthy played additional voices in both this movie and Kingdom Hearts. And Tony Pope, who did ADR in, in Shrek, plays Geppetto huh. in Kingdom Hearts. So that brings me to the end of the Kingdom Hearts connections. All right. Info and stuff? All right. So info and stuff. Uh, it is available on Hulu right now, if you are subscribed to Hulu. Uh, production mm-hmm. was from DreamWorks Entertainment and PDI DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. Distributed by DreamWorks, DreamWorks Pictures. Mm-hmm. All right, so it debuted on in the U.S. Uh, in Westwood, California. Not confused with another West. What was Westwood? that show? Westwood. Yeah, oh. not not confused with that Westwood. Oh, you're thinking of Westworld. No, Westwood. Uh, Westwood is. You're talking about the the sci-fi show where the amusement park characters based off that look like cowboys come to life. No, I'm referring to the one in WandaVision. Oh, that's Westview. Westview. Yes. Okay. Yeah, not if you used with West West View. <laughs> there's so there's so many what you know West stuff is common. Yeah, that's true. 
and it's close to California. Um, so well, West View, New Jersey, but let's move on. Yeah. Other. Yeah. So <laughs> now I'm combuffled. <laughs> All right. So it premiered on April 22nd, 2001 in Westwood, California, uh, on May 12th, 2001 at the Cannes Film Festival in France and, uh, premiered properly to the rest of the uh, rest of America on May 16th, 2001. All right, so it had a budget of $60 million, approximately. Uh, box office-wise, its opening U.S. weekend was $42.3 million. Its U.S. gross was $267.6 million. And its, cal- its uh, cumulative worldwide gross was four hundred eighty-seven eighty-seven point eight million dollars that's a lot of green phonoga. Yes. All right. So this movie obviously does have a lot more sequels. Obviously, I have the. You have two of them. I have two of the sequels. There's, there's a, technically a fourth one with the title Shrek, and then there's the Puss, Puss in Boots spinoff. Yeah. And there's a TV series of that, which mm-hmm. is which is also made by Netflix. Uh, not Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. But DreamWorks made it because DreamWorks has a deal with Netflix that most of their shows go straight there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you can you can watch this basically anywhere now, and uh, it's 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 a hallmark. It's a hallmark. It's a it's what what they've called a, a revolution in uh uh the what was it the first movie the first uh CG film to do proper uh, human face sculpture. We'll talk about whether that was a good idea or not here in just a minute. Well, <laughs> in Fiona's case, anyway. Yes, that would be the one they put the most work into. Yes, they did. <laughs> All right, so that's all I have for info and stuff. All righty, jumping into the summary of the, pl- of the play. The summary of the movie. Shrek is an antisocial and highly territorial green ogre who loves the solitude of his swamp. His life is interrupted after the vertically challenged Lord Farquaad of Duloc exiles multiple fairy tale creatures to Shrek's swamp. Angered by the intrusion, he decides to go see Farquaad and demand that they be moved elsewhere. He reluctantly allows the talking, talkative donkey, who was exiled as well, to tag along and guide him to Duloc. Meanwhile, Farquaad is presented with Snow White's magic mirror, who tells him that in order to truly become a king, he must marry a princess. Farquaad chooses Princess Fiona, who is imprisoned in a castle tower guarded by a dragon. Unwilling to perform the task himself, he organizes a tournament in which the winner will, be re- will receive the privilege of rescuing Fiona. Shrek and Donkey arrive during the tournament. Disgusted by the sight of the ogre, Farquaad changes his mind and announces that whichever knight kills Shrek will be declared the winner. Shrek and Donkey defeat the knights, and Farquaad proclaims them champions. He negotiates with Shrek to have the fairy tale creatures relocated if he rescues Fiona. Shrek and Donkey travel to the castle and are attacked by the dragon, who corners Donkey, and who then realizes the dragon is female. In desperation, he sweet-talks her, and she falls in love with him. Meanwhile, Shrek locates Fiona, who is appalled by his lack of romanticism. They flee the castle after rescuing Donkey, but when Shrek removes his helmet and reveals that he is an ogre, Fiona refuses to go to Duloc unless Farquaad himself arrives, so Shrek simply carries her against her will. That night, after setting up camp, Fiona goes off alone, and Shrek confides with Donkey about his frustration with being feared and rejected by others because of his appearance. Fiona overhears and decides to be kind to Shrek. The next day, they encounter 
Robin Hood, and his band of merry men, and Fiona dispatches them with martial arts when they attack. Shrek is impressed with Fiona, and they begin to fall in love. When the trio nears Duloc, Fiona takes shelter in a windmill for the evening. Donkey hears strange noises from within and investigates, discovering that Fiona has transformed into an ogress. She explains that she has been cursed since childhood, forced to transform every night after sunset and only changing back at sunrise. She tells Donkey that only true love's kiss will break the spell and change her to true love's form. Meanwhile, Shrek is about to confess his feelings to Fiona when he overhears the conversation as she is calling herself an ugly beast. Believing that Fiona is talking about him, Shrek angrily leaves and returns the next morning with Lord Farquaad. Confused and hurt by Shrek's abrupt hostility towards her, Fiona accepts Farquaad's marriage proposal and requests they be married before nightfall. Shrek abandons Donkey and returns to his now vacated swamp. Angered, Donkey arrives at the swamp and confronts a still upset Shrek. During their quarrel, Donkey explains that the ugly beast Fiona was referring to was someone else, and the two reconcile. Donkey urges Shrek to express his feelings for Fiona before she marries, and the two quickly ride quickly travel to Duloc by riding Dragon, whom Donkey is now in a relationship with. Shrek interrupts the wedding just before the ceremony completes and tells Fiona that Farquaad is only marrying her to become king. The sun sets as Fiona transforms into an ogress in front of everyone, causing a surprised Shrek to understand what he overheard. Outraged, Farquaad orders Shrek executed and Fiona detained. Guided by Donkey, Dragon bursts in and devours Farquaad, Shrek and Fiona profess their, tr their love and share a kiss. Fiona assumes true love's form, as the curse predicted, and remains an ogress permanently. No longer believing she is beautiful, Fiona is consoled by Shrek, who tells her she always has been. They get married in the swamp, surrounded by other fairy tale creatures, and leave on their honeymoon. Getting into the trivia for this well, episode. Well, you, you did forget one thing. What did I forget? The dance party. And the, That's part of the celebration of the... Of the uh, exactly. Marriage. And the beginning of the honeymoon. The after party. That was the reception. Yeah, the reception. The after party. So yeah, continue. Okay. Getting into the trivia for this movie, Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek and recorded almost all of the dialogue, but was then recast by my, uh, to Mike Myers after Chris Farley died. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, wasn't it an overdose he died from? Yeah, it was an overdose. That's what I thought. Uh, if, if you were to, because they, they released a little bit of it and li listening to... Uh, Chris Farley as Shrek be like it's it's a different take and uh originally originally Mike Myers was originally just gonna try to uh do his best Chris Farley impression mm -hmm. and they're like no 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 be like we want you to be you yeah and that's just like, all the different processes left better so we continue yeah the scene where Princess Fiona burps was written after a recording session where Cameron Diaz burped after drinking Coca Cola. Eddie Murphy impro improvised Donkey's response to Shrek. She's as nasty as you all. <laughs> there are 36 unique locations in Shrek, mm -hmm. which is more than any other computer animated movie at the time. The effects department actually took mud showers to study how to realistically portray mud in the film. Gross, but okay. <laughs> Alan Rickman was the initial casting choice for the role of Lord Farquaad. Oh, dude, that'd been amazing. However, oh. Rickman opted to portray the role of Professor Severus Snape in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone instead, which is why the role ultimately went to John Lithgow. Miss Opportunity! This film is the very first winner 
for the inaugural Best Animated Film category of the Academy Awards in 2001. Yeah. This movie, of all things, <laughs> was the first one. Do you know what else came out this year? Uh, was the it? year this came out. I'll um, give you a hint. We've reviewed the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Monsters, Inc. Yes. This Monsters, Inc. lost to Shrek, which I find strange, <laughs> personally. But Well, it's they're both about monsters. That's true. Weird how that happens. True. Also, in 2020, okay. Shrek was placed into the National Film Registry, which is which is the US's film registry for uh, registry of films that are considered to be culturally significant or important. Agreed. I'd like to point out that Shrek is in the same category as the Sapruder film. Yeah. As Citizen Kane. As Star Wars. You don't <laughs> understand why I'm confused here, do you? No. I find uh, this strange. I, I, I find it very funny that you find it strange. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a movie that is almost nonstop fart jokes. <laughs> a movie in which dozens of tiny wooden dolls stick their butts up in the air before changing the line at the last minute to face... And this is Citizen Kane-level filmmaking, apparently. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Okay. I recognize I I may be tipping my hand a tiny bit. Just just a little bit. This is going to be fun. This Let's is, see that. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, bear in mind, I don't hate this movie. It's just, there are other movies I think I would place in the National Film Registry long before Shrek would make it in. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Jacob, this was your pick. You're right. starting off our likes. All right. What's your first like? My, my first like is the fact that it's a parody and a deconstruction of fairy tales, of classic fairy tales. The, the fact to be like, it's not the, 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 uh, the knight in shining armor. It's not your typical damsel. Uh, it's definitely you're not your typical villain. Uh, it, it throws everything into a blender, throws everything out, and re like reassembles everything into a jumble, reblends it, and throws it out there. And I just feel like the just the uh, the the fact to be like your 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 hero, your protagonist is an ogre mm-hmm. who, in typical fairy tale fashion, is normally your villain. You have the 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 princess who's supposed to be you know everything nice and sweet, and is like the the Disney princess. Fiona is not. <laughs> Right. Fiona is very much the uh, kung fu kicking, uh, uh, sonic bird killing, uh, belching, like just not your typical princess. And there's just so much like there again, it's a parody of everything. And I thought that was very funny. And uh, it, it threw when I first watched it, it threw through. It was like, wait, what in the world is this? I was like, I like this. And normally I don't like goofy comedies, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like so over the top comedy, but it had so much like rich and like fairy tale mix up. It was so wonderful. I thought it was great that you had all these characters were flawed and they have their uniqueness to them. So I just the idea that they, they basically took the fairy tale model and flipped it on its head with this film. And I enjoy that aspect of it. So the fact that it's a deconstruction and a parody of um, fairy tales. What happens to your number one? Well, you say it's a deconstruction of fairy tale. In a way. I would like to point out that 
it's really more of a deconstruction and parody of the entire Walt Disney Corporation. I would I would agree with you on that. Because here's the thing. We get Snow White, Cinderella. We don't get Sleeping Beauty, I just yeah. realized. But I think she's in another movie. She is. I think she's in three. Yeah. Because all of them are in three, I think. Uh, yeah, they are. But that's beside the point. Right. Um, You get Disneyland. Pretty much. <laughs> including It's a Small World <laughs> in a strange way. You do. I um, agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it's, you've got your... Uh, it is. It is. Does put the fairy tale and Disney storytelling style on its head. It does. With your, with the the monster being the hero, the princess not being your stereotypical princess, mm-hmm. the knight in shining armor that literally was polished uh, is the villain. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into more of that when we get around to Shrek too. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, it is it, the, all that stuff is funny. I, I especially it, along with the. Uh, I almost forgot Pinocchio being in this. Yes, and Tinkerbell yeah. and Peter Pan. Yes, that was some funny stuff there. Uh, that it was. But yeah, I, I I enjoyed the fact that this was the DreamWorks guys fresh out of you know working for Disney, making fun of Disney. Yes, <laughs> because they have a unique perspective on Disney. Agreed. In many ways. Yeah. So yes, that's my number one is the Disney parody. All right. What's your number two? My number two would be, and I I think we're kind of, we'll probably hit on those themes beat with this one. Uh, The incredible uh, elemental effects in this film are just incredible. (laughs) I use the term particle effects, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, the particle effects of the film are just spectacular. And to to realize this was made in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Be like you have the like, amount of fire in this movie. Yes. Is off. is messed up. There, yeah. In 2001, Pixar wasn't even trying to do fire mm-hmm. like this. And in this movie, you've got fireplaces. You've got torches. You've got. A fire-breathing dragon. Yes. You've got tons and tons of fire in this. Not to mention the water and mm-hmm. the particle effects during her transformation scene. Yes. Um, at the end. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've never really paid attention to computer-generated animation, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll explain this bit to you. Okay. The hardest thing for computer-generated animation to do is particle effects. Agree. It is the hardest thing to do because they're small. Mm -hmm. They can barely be seen. Their animation is hard to physically do, and if the animation is wrong, every viewer who looks at it will know it is wrong. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, Disney, I think, tried to... Pixar tried to stay away from particle effects as much as much as they could. Uh, much like they tried to stay away from humans for as mm. long as they could. Yes. That's why, uh, with the exception of Andy and his mom mm-hmm. in Toy Story, uh, there's not really any human character in a prominent role until um, The Incredibles. Yeah. In reality, mostly. I mean, you got Boo in Monsters Incorporated, but, you know, it's the same kind of difference. Um, so, the fire, the water and mud... The mm-hmm. mud's the one that impresses me because mud not only has the particle effects, you've got the clumping. 
Yes. And a lot of the other stuff that goes along with mud that you don't normally think about, but if you get it wrong, everyone's going to know. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all the fire in the movie, because the, there's just fire in like 90% of shots. That is it true. It seems like. Uh, I think one of the things I was, uh, I, I turned on the director's commentary while I was doing some other editing. Mm, same here. Uh, and uh, they were talking, there were, it was the scene there at the, at the swamp. Right before Shrek and Donkey leave to go see Farquaad, mm-hmm. and uh, they were the the directors were talking about how those scenes with all those characters and all the fire effects, yeah, were so comp or so hard for on those computers that it was taking eighteen hours to render uh-huh. a single frame. Yes, and I'm thinking, good night. And I thought my computer was slow. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, it's the amount of... Because that's the thing. The fire, it almost never animates. It's only recently started getting where fire is starting to look less stylized and more real in in 3D animation. Agreed. Um, But really, the one that's gotten it the most right is the one that's that's actually had to study it is uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Agreed. Because they've got lots of fire in those movies. Yes, and a lot of water. (laughs) And a lot of water. So they're pushing, they've pushed that pretty good. They have. For DreamWorks' setup. Agreed. Um, Which I meant to mention this when I was in trivia, and I forgot and I just remembered now, so bear with me. Uh, The production company for this movie is PDI, Mm -hmm. DreamWorks. Do you know who PDI is? Uh, No, I don't. I was curious about who PDI was, because honestly, I had never heard of them, uh, except for... In the front of a lot of DreamWorks movie, DreamWorks animated movies, mm-hmm. PDI is Pacific Data Images. I think I said that right. Yeah, Pacific Data Images. This was their second movie. Okay. The first one being Ants. Okay. Uh, they are owned by DreamWorks. They were, or they were owned by DreamWorks. I yeah. should say. And uh, this is the old, Shrek is the only movie they ever won an Academy Award for. Mm. None of the other DreamWorks movies they worked on made it, but. Outside of the between the two D animation stuff that DreamWorks was already doing, okay, and the and and the success of Shrek is what allowed DreamWorks Animation to actually become its own thing, almost completely separate from DreamWorks the studio. Really, just throwing that out there. Awesome. So anyway, yeah, my likes is the part. My second like is the particle effects. Did you have anything else to add on to that? Uh, I did kind of ramble there. For no, a bit. you didn't. Be like you, be like you stepped into it and owned it. Uh, I definitely agree that the the special special effects, uh, the particle effects in this movie is spectacular for its time, and it still holds up today. Mm-hmm. That'd be like some of the fire is a little dated. I'll yeah, say. a little bit dated. There's some parts there that do look a bit flat, and mm-hmm. but mostly it's in the slow scene, like the transit. I mostly saw it in that transition scene when uh, they were moving from the fire in Shrek's swamp to the fire yeah. in the castle while yeah. she's getting dressed in her wedding gown. That's the main spot where I saw that fire. Okay. Does yeah, not yeah. quite look right. Agreed. And that's because we stay on it too long to make that transition and to fit the music. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Anyway. All right. So anything else before we jump into third likes? I, I think we, we've nailed that one on the head. Okay. Third like bur- then. Burn to a cinder. My good sir. All right. My third like would be Eddie Murphy as Donkey. <laughs> I love his performance as Donkey. It's just the, the, uh, the charismatic, the, 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 the goopy comedy, uh, sidekick. And I think Eddie Murphy just pulls it off so incredibly well. 
Um, I will say I think he does this better than he did Mushu. I would agree. I would agree. His 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 performance was much more um, natural. Natural. It was very a very natural performance for him. And uh, one I I want to add to that is Fuzzy Donkey. That is the other thing. Is there's a lot of they. If the first hard thing for animation and uh-huh. particle effects is is number two. Yes. And between this and Monsters Inc., they apparent this was apparently the year to work on fur. <laughs> yes. So although here at least it's not really having to flow that as is much. It is pretty much static fur, but it works for what that it is. That is true. Also, be like if you follow us on Facebook, you'll see a uh I put a gif out there about the uh fuzzy donkey which is hysterical because mm-hmm. apparently if you put in the wrong code, like everything goes awry. And apparently for donkey, he just turns into a big fluffy ball oh, of if, cha- if they changed one of the settings wrong. Yeah. They changed one, like one setting. He literally turns to a puff ball nice. of, of donkey with no ears. And it's hysterical. I mean, like you, you hear Eddie Murphy as donkey and all you see is his little, to use the lack of a word, very cute little fluffy character walking around. It's hysterical. Quote a character from movie. Is it so fluffy you're going to die? <laughs> yes. That was a bad impression. But moving on. <laughs> That's a hard impression to get. Um, but either way, Eddie Murphy's performance was so, like you said, genuine. Genuine in this film that it fit his 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 natural cadence, his natural comedy. Um and the fact to be like you have Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers uh, like paired off with each other in this film mm-hmm. is just gold. And of course, Cameron Diaz is yes. amazing in this film, and everybody else in this movie is amazing. But my my third like and definitely towards the cast is definitely Eddie Murphy. All right, what is your number three? My number three is the fight scene between Fiona and Monsieur Hood. That was funny. <laughs> and the thing is, it doesn't just start a- with her kick. I am including the dance number right before with the river dance. Oh, yes. Because I I remember watching this. This is one of the few memories I have of the movie from yeah. when I first watched it. Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking this is coming straight out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. Why are they doing this? But then it goes into the whole attack with Fiona kicking him and then the Matrix um, circle. Yeah. At, the, at that same time. And of course, she just Pamarana shot notices her hair is out of place, flips into place, then kicks him. Yeah. <laughs> while, the, while they're doing the, the circular panning shot. Yeah. Um, the Matrix shot, for lack of yes. a better term. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, that fight is incredibly well done. I like how fast it ends with the uh, straight through the accordion, which stops the music like it should. I like the idea that the whole thing is all the music in that is coming from the accordion somehow. But yeah, uh, that fight scene between Fiona and Monsieur Hood and his gang of merry men, uh, I enjoyed. It was it was a fun little fight scene. Okay, all right. So that brings us to the end of our likes. Yes, dislikes. All right, your first dislike. My- I have a feeling this section is going to be tough for you. Uh not really. Not really. It's really not that hard. Uh, my first one is going to be incomplete animation elements, including rendering and lighting okay. there. There it's, it's an extreme nitpick, but they're like, you have so many amazing scenes where characters are beautifully lit. They're rendered complete. And there's a scene where, uh, donkey is giving his big speech to, um, to, you know, the Oga, <laughs> the Shrek to, uh, be like, he has to go and rescue Fiona. 
and that one scene where they're running off, the scene is completely in is not completely rendered. There there's hard there's no lighting on the characters, and there's several little scenes like that throughout the film. And this is like I'm looking at it, it's like wait that's not fully rendered, but like there's mm-hmm. not there's no lighting on this character. He the characters look like they're plastic, and they just literally run across the screen. I'm like. That bothered me because I understand, but like it's it's a fully linked animated film, yeah. So you're not going to get everything right. Be like you're going to have these little foibles and problems with you know what's going on technically in some in some regards. It's just when you're a reviewer, um, you're going to notice these. Things. You're you're going to notice these things, and it bothered me. I was like, wow, like there's so many little scenes here and there. That be like maybe like texturally it's not fully rendered, lighting it's not mm-hmm. fully rendered, and uh, it's a little off putting. So yeah, mine is uh, some um, uh, partials of the film where uh, it's not fully rendered and lit and lit correctly. What is your number one? One of the things that stand stood out to me watch this. First thing that crossed my mind as I was watching the film, mm-hmm. with the exception of five scenes in the movie, there's almost nobody in this movie. <laughs> Okay. There are large landscapes in which, for the most part, where it doesn't make any sense, we just have Shrek and Donkey and maybe Fiona. Yeah. The world is empty for the most part. I would I would agree with you there's on that. There's not even... There's only two animals we see in the movie besides Donkey. And that's the two that get turned into balloon animals. That is true. And the bird that blows up. <laughs> there's three. My apologies. There's three animals. There's should be at least a bird flying in the sky in some of these shots or some woodland creature running away from Shrek as he's walking through. Yeah. I forgot there's the fish that he farted to death in the opening. (laughs) I am so sorry, guys. I am a horrible reviewer. There were four animals in this movie. See, the thing is, because here's the thing. I can live with perhaps all of the magical creatures who would have taken up the space. They're all being rounded up and thrown into prison. Fair enough. Where are the humans? They're not all living in Duloc. There's got to be some humans that are just out being farmers. Because we go through farms. Yeah. And yet we don't see a farmer running away. We don't see any... The only evidence we see is the farm itself. We don't even see a barn or a house for any of these people to live in. I recognize that there are chances we just happen to be going through the movie and just happen to miss these chances. But it just seems awfully convenient that with the exception of... Donkey's introduction scene, the swamp at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie, the uh, tournament where Shrek gets his quest, mm-hmm. the church scene yeah. during the wedding, and the swamp wedding at the end are the only five scenes in which there is anybody besides Donkey, Shrek, Fiona, Farquaad, and uh, Farquaad, Farquaad's three little minions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the ogre hunters at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. There should be at least more people, in El- my opinion. There are more activity. This world feels like there's there's only 100 people living in it, and they are all, for the most part, either in Shrek Swamp or they're in Duloc. And that is strange. Now, I will grant you that there's a, probably an extremely good reason for this. Yeah. And that is having more animals and people in the scenes would probably be a lot more expensive in 2001 for a computer animated movie. It would movie. be. It is. And this might be a good thing considering my number two, but we'll get to my number two after we do your number two. So what's your second dislike? My second dislike. 
All right, so we are all familiar with the Incredible Hulk. Yes. That when Bruce Banner transforms into the Hulk. You won't like him when he's angry. No, you won't. And apparently he's wearing very stretchy pants. They tear a little bit. A little bit, but they're still on his body. (laughs) True. So here's my problem with Princess Fiona and her transform. magically transforming dress. Like anything she wears, like it instantly fits her much larger frame as an ogre. Okay. And I mean, like, I, I, I understand, I understand it from a, like a technical standpoint. Yes. That be like, you don't want your princess to be naked. No, you don't, you don't. Uh, but it's just more, okay. Are, are we, are we taking cart, uh, like a comic book logic that everything she wears is elastic and it stretches, including her wedding dress. (laughs) I will. my, My only defense. Okay. My only defense is that her transformation is always by magic. Magic puts a little bit of that disbelief, suspension of disbelief in Mm -hmm. there that possibly the magic could be extremely convenient and allow her whatever clothing she is wearing to expand along with her. Okay. Now, granted, this works a lot better for her standard dress. Yeah. Because you could see that being, you know, something special that... Mm her mother and father who we meet in Shrek 2 yeah. could have come up with the wedding dress. Okay, granted, that's a little off-putting, but you know, at the same time, it is that is essentially her dress but white. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Amazing how Farquaad knew that. Yeah. And had it designed that way and built in time. Yeah, so just conveniently. And her size. Yeah, exactly. That it's like, yeah, just make sure everything's like made in elastic where it stretches. Why would it do that, dear? I don't know. It's helpful. The magic mirror to do that. Yeah, exactly. Because the magic mirror kept trying to tell Farquaad about her little issue. Yeah. But Farquaad would listen. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in my third dislike. Okay. So, my... Okay. Okay, so my, my second dislike is the uh, Fiona's clothing <laughs> issue. <laughs> so, what is your second dislike? So, I said my first dislike was the lack of people. In yes. The world. Yes. And I mentioned that that was might that might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that is every character in this that is not a main character moves like a marionette. They do. And the only character that should work for is Pinocchio. So true. And that annoys me to all to high heaven. Okay. There are points in time there where it's like human characters. Well, okay. For the big, the biggest example I can give is uh, the two that are always holding up the cue cards. Oh yeah, they are as stiff as boards. They are. Their arms yeah. only move in one direction. Yeah, they do this. If they were to, with the exception of the one that apparently can write awe, if they actually had to move their arms, it would it would be in robotic movements. Yes, it would. And that annoys me to all <laughs> get out. Now, granted, like I said earlier. That would be a lot more expensive to try and get accurate movements. They were probably on a tight butt deadline and a budget, and that's why these characters only appear in five scenes total. But it does annoy me that these people are so wooden. And Pinocchio, and I'll even say Jinji, are the only two who should get away with stiff movements. <laughs> considering one's a cookie and the other is a puppet. There we go. Or a marionette. Very true. But anyway. Oh, gosh. All right, so... What is your third? My dislike? third. Uh, we're going back to Fiona. You just have all sorts of problems with Fiona. Well, it's it's not really her. It's her 
AIDS, her her her, her wardrobe, royal, royal wardrobe. War, ro- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't say and that. That's a tongue twister. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> yes, uh, her wardrobe functionality. Let's say that, and her origin. Her origin is so confusing. It's at points. There, there's points where she says that I was cursed as a baby. I was cursed as a baby. And there's another point at the very end of the film says I was born this way. So which is it? Be like there, there's there's a deleted scene where it says, "Oh, I was born this way," and they say, "I was born I was born this way." At the very end of the film, but when Fiona is explaining her origin to Donkey, she explains it as be like this was a curse put on me as a child or as a very young child, and that's I what be- I believe the curse angle is what Trek Two goes. Yeah, I think so because be like there, there's a lot more confusion with why, and uh, there's the be like there's I, i'll put it my only defense okay this. she may have had that curse placed on her as a child same vein that sleeping beauty's curse was placed on her as a child where it's so close to birth yeah might as well be from birth yeah i would i would agree with you on that that's a good that's a good point but actually if i remember correctly and it has been a long time since shrek 2 just not as long as shrek 1 yeah that's impossible <laughs> But uh, if I remember correctly, it is kind of both. Yeah, it is. It is kind of both, but it's just so weird. Just to be like, okay, so I understand you want to do like this more origins thing, but and then it's be like it's so confusing. It's like this be like it was placed upon me, but or I was born born an ogre. Well, from what I remember, <laughs> both are technically correct. Yeah, which is because well, her mom and the frog prince. That is that's so true. I, like I said, it's been a while, so I don't remember if they actually go into that. I know that it was the fairy godmother who, quote-unquote, put the curse on her. That's true. But I, but, And I want to say it's because the idea, the way it was sold, is she was an ogress. Then the curse would allow her to be a prince, human during the day, and whenever her, whenever the fairy godmother's deadbeat yeah. son finally got around to uh, taking yes. care of his job that yep. he was supposed to take care of, it should have made her permanently become human yeah that was true love's kiss yeah we'll we'll, we'll get there when we right, get there. I, I had to jump into shrek two spoilers to explain my thoughts yes there, I, I agree in defense i agree uh, but i'll also admit that might be a retcon yeah i think it is a retcon honestly uh and also the fact that her transformation her transformation is so okay so she she transformed at night she can only yes. transform at night so like the fact that she is so worried at sunset the first time is like, I need a place to stay now. Mm-hmm. And so they make this makeshift cave for her. And uh, I do like, though, when she kind of looks out, they went to a lot of trouble to say, yes, she is an ogress right now. But they hide it by having her be her, her face, her, what little bit of her face they show. Yeah. Be bathed in orange light. So it kind of looks like she might be. Yeah, agree. I do like that. That's That was a nice effect. I agree, I agree with you. It's it's a good effect. Here here's my problem though. So when it comes to the very end of the film, where uh, they're at the where they're at, it's sunset. The sun is partially setting. Mm-hmm. So she literally just you know goes to the the stained glass window and transforms. So which is it? Be like, is it at dark or is it before dusk? Is is it at dusk? That's that's my that's my that's my problem with it because okay, okay. Let, let me let me finish let me finish. Go ahead. Um, so be like you have that scene where it's at dusk 
it's at dusk and she's like, I've got to, I'll be like, I have to have a place, I'll be like, have a place to stay now. But then you take that scene at the very end where she transforms at dusk. Okay. So that's just my, my royal confusion is like, okay, what is it? There are three times in which she transforms. Yes. First in the cave. Yes. Second in the windmill. Yes. Third in front of the, in the church. Yes. She is so quickly wanting to get into the cave in the first. It's very obvious we're getting in there before the transformation even has a chance to start. Yet. Yes. The second one, though, at the windmill, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and admittedly, I do need to go back and watch the scene to be absolutely sure mm-hmm. I'm right about this. Yes. I believe she is still not transformed while at sunset. Mm-hmm. Because the sun has itself has not fully set yet. It's not dark. It's when the sun would go below the horizon. Right. And if I'm thinking correctly, the sun does not go below the horizon in the church scene. No, it doesn't. At all. No, it doesn't. Which is confusing. Yes. But it should be. They should have had the sun actually set. Agreed. And then the transformation would have made sense unless at that time of day she has some sense of control mm-hmm. over transformation so she could do it early she could do it late she did grow up with this curse so she may know some nuances right about it but i'm also rationalizing with all this that i'm yes. saying that's not clear in the movie and no, should have not. been made clear at the same time it was a pretty shot <laughs> Agreed. It was it was it was a great, <laughs> a great shot. But from a logical standpoint, I follow what you're saying. Yes, it was like okay. So either a, like you said, a she can do it willingly, or b be like, oh, we just need to make a really nice shot and just you know for for, for forget forget continuity how you're doing this and just make a nice pretty shot. What they should have done mm-hmm. if they want to keep the pretty shot, mm-hmm. have the sunset at the windmill, which is the one that's the problem here. Yeah. Have it be a little sooner in the day, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Maybe it's just turning orange and she is dangerously close to turning. Mm-hmm. Maybe show her starting to uh, tr- transform into the ogress in minute ways that Shrek and Donkey aren't going to notice. But yeah. because we have the magic of the camera, we can yeah. find, see stuff. Maybe do it that way, because that would be a good way to actually show it without showing it. Right. But that's not what they did. No, it's not. So there again, it's the inconsistency of how her transformation works. Mm. And that, that very last scene is so baffling and confusing. It's, it's almost like, okay, like you said before, does she have quasi control over this or is it, we need her to transform in this, in this way, minus let's, you know, throw away all the continuity we've built up just to get, uh, just to build this nice shot. And build this nice reveal to everybody else that she's an ogress. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's my number three. Just this, it's it's that technical hiccup with this mm-hmm. movie is the her her transform her her transformation period is so just baffling. Yeah, we can we can logically break it up. You know, yeah. Um, I will say I was finite it, but along with that scene because this is not my number three dislike. I'm just yeah. throwing this in there. I wish we could have gotten more of a visual transformation than what we got because, man, they hide her behind that light quickly. Yeah, they do. So I, I, that you can't see the model change out. Yeah, that's that's true. That's, that, that's another annoying. one. I know that would have been maybe a touch more than they could probably do in 2001. Mm-hmm. But I wish we could have gotten a little something, even if it was cartoonish. Agreed. But, oh well. 
Yeah. So yeah, my number three is, you know, transformation in general. Yes. What is your number three? This movie reminded me of another, what I consider to be a much better movie. Okay. Allow me to explain. Okay. I don't know if you've actually gotten a chance to see this, but you may not know what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. But we are following the story of a princess mm-hmm. who uh, she has, the princess is probably the only difference in the two stories. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. Her hero, it would under most circumstances be considered a villain. She is having to marry a prince, and the prince is only doing it for means of conven- means of convenience. Very true. She has to fall in love with the hero, of course. And uh, while a fencer, the fencer doesn't show up until the second movie. Uh, you could claim the hero and the giant are the same guy. Oh, there's not a six fingered man, but Princess Bride. Yes. The ending is almost straight out of Princess Bride to the point where the marriage happens and they have to come up with a rationalization as to why they're not married. Of course, in this case, it's because the groom got eaten by a dragon. Yeah. Well, technically, he, <laughs> where, did, he didn't. He got swallowed by a dragon. He didn't get eaten. Still, he's dead. He, he may have got spit up. You never know. Quark, quark, apparently, Farquaad quark, is dead. Let's just okay. leave it at that. Unless he's going to come back for Shrek 5. Which is I, in production. I thought they were rebooting it. We don't know. Yeah, there's there's this little. They've been quiet. They have. Well, COVID and, can do that. And technically, John Lithgow could show up. I don't know. I and mean, he's still around. Yeah. Um, if they do is a full reboot, maybe they could explain some of this stuff a little better. Right. But um, this is so close to Princess Bride. It anno- it annoys me. Agreed. Because I, I do consider Princess Bride to be a much better movie than Shrek. Even though I saw Shrek first, technically. Okay. I just have better memories of uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride, I, I think... Would, is, I concur with you on that. Princess Bride, is, Princess Bride, I think, is funnier. Yeah. When it, when it, while its jokes are... It is more lighthearted. It's not a pure comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they do have jokes, they land mm-hmm. far better than some of the jokes in this movie land. Mm-hmm. I'm mainly thinking of his, uh, yeah, the castle's big and all, but what, what about the location? Yeah. It's like, not that funny. No. <laughs> and yet y'all tried to make it funny. Um, it's just. It was, it was it was a bad dry humor. It was a bad, it, it, it doesn't work a lot of the times. Whereas Princess Bride, I can't think of a joke that doesn't work. That is true. In reality. Um. It's it's so odd. Be like you you paralleled Shrek in Princess Bride. There's there are a lot that it's not exact. No, it's not. yeah. But we are in a fictional kingdom with a princess. That's true. Who has to marry a prince? Who the only reason the prince is marrying her is because it's required for convenience mm-hmm. on the prince's sake. And the hero is would typically in another story be considered the villain. That is true. And it's all saved by true love. love. First off, I'm not going to say that Shrek is bad because it's copying Princess Bride. Okay. But I, I won't even say that's the primary reason I'm not as big a fan of Shrek as I am of Princess Bride. Okay. All I'm saying is when you see the reflection of something through a dirty mirror, you don't like the reflection in the dirty mirror. Okay. And involve, and let's face it, Shrek is very dirty. <laughs> yeah, well, he is an ogre. He's an ogre. So, um, and honestly, uh, I think that's what it is, is. I see potential for for greatness because I'm seeing essentially the elements of princess bride. Yeah. But it never quite, quite gets there because it's, it just does a lot of the things it's doing doesn't work. And the fact that the animation 
while impressive for 2001, uh-huh. does not hold up that well. Okay. In 2021. A Ag- lot of it ag- does. Ag- but agreed. there's a lot of it that doesn't. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, that's my number three dislike. It tries essentially to be Princess Bride and never makes it. Agreed. Does it even get close? In my opinion. Okay. Well, I'll be like, it, it's a good parallel. It's a good parallel to, to you know, bring those two very, be like the stories are, are very similar. And uh, bravo with that. That was, that was a really good parallel to that. I, I would have never thought of that until you said it. Uh, good. Cause I didn't think of it till we were, ta- we brought up the church scene at one point while you were going through the transformation. Cause I was actually going to go down a different road. And I thought, no, that's the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those last minute. Make the make the turn at the very last minute before you go down the wrong road where you're not going to have much to talk about. Because <laughs> I was going to go down the oh, it's a reverse ugly duckling story, and it is. It is, but there's not as much to talk about there. No, but yeah. There anyway, again, good parallel. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, ratings for this movie. We have reached the end of our likes and dislikes. Yes. We need to rate this thing on a scale from one to ten. Jacob, where do you rate this movie? Um. For how for how much I've you know gone in and ripped into the transformation of our princess character, I'm still going to give it an eight. Okay. The, I, I still love this film. I have fond memories of watching it in theaters and being absolutely blown away by it because I I still have the ticket stub to this film because mm-hmm. uh, I keep all my stubs for some reason. Um, how faded are they? Faded, very faded. But I can still I can still read. It says Shrek. Okay. But um, but like it has incredible story it has you know there again flawed characters it is a parody and it is like like you said it's a disney parody and it's a deconstruction of disney of of mm-hmm. a, a disney disney stiche but it's just it's a wonderful it's a wonderful story uh i don't think it's as as good it's a sequel uh but we will review that at a, at at a later date at a later date we'll get there when we get there exactly and i can't wait for puss in boots <laughs> Indeed. Uh, other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie to death. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of those films I watch every year, mm-hmm. but it's it's close. It's just when I'm one to watch something that's funny and has a very entertaining story and uh, funny characters. Yeah, it's fun to throw in. All right. What's yours? Score. You might think that I'm just going to total this thing down at like one or two based on a lot of the stuff I've said. Yeah. Would you be surprised if I gave it a six? Don't. Jaw has literally dropped to the because floor. <laughs> there are a lot of things in here that are good. Yeah, I, most of what I can what I don't like outside of the two what I consider the two technical aspects, yeah. the lack of people in the marionette movement of everyone but Pinocchio because it works with Pinocchio. Uh, for the most part, I am looking at this as a, this movie just does not fit my taste. All right, if you want to get right down to it, this is not this movie was not made for me. There's nothing here that really draws me in. I can recognize the tech all the good technical stuff it does a lot of the comedy works uh it's just not a movie for me so yeah i can't fail it completely but i can give it a six and be happy with a six for this movie all right so that brings us to the end of another movie yes another review Mm -hmm. which means we got to announce our next movie yes ironically this next movie our hero is again green yes and he falls in love with, and he does have a little bit of a loving relationship with a girl who could be described as a pig. Yeah, it's true. Just don't tell her that to her face. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be wise. Uh, and ironically, 
this movie takes place on the British Isles, which one could make the claim that Shrek takes place on a version of the British Isles. True. And I know you've looked on there and you already know what I'm... What yeah, I, I, yeah, it's like, okay, just say it. <laughs> the Great Muppet's Caper. Uh-huh. I have been looking forward to this one because this one might be my favorite Muppet movie. Okay. Outside of Muppet Christmas Carol. Alrighty. But of the original trilogy, this one is my favorite, I think. All right. Join us next time for The Great Muppet Caper. Oh, yeah, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next frame. We'll catch him red-handed. What color are their hands now? Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but... Uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob e. Heron, on Twitter at Jacob Heron, and Letterbox at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759, Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Cellcast Gaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, Cell is a single, single L. L.